you've been searching for that something, welcome my friend. Come on in and spend time with women just like us who come together to unlock true success and potential in our hearts, lives, and calling. I do know what it feels like to just want it all, to be ready to scale, to want to have that work-life balance, more authentic relationships, but then feeling stuck, second-guessing, imperfectionism, people-pleasing, just to list a few. I want you to understand that it is not about our ability to manage a busy life. I want to help you recognize that there's so much more to becoming a fulfilled, successful, purpose-fueled woman. And it can be simple. Let's do this. Let's walk this journey. Let's step into your hidden confidence. Welcome to Her Unapologetic Life. Hey all, welcome back to Her Unapologetic Life. We are at episode 52. And today I have my coffee here with me because either I've been talking a lot or I'm clearing the energy as we go and I might have a few issues with the coffee. So here today to talk about healing. And this is a topic that I love to talk about, as you know. And it's really important to talk about when we're thinking about being authentic and unapologetic and stepping into our lives because... Uh, when we choose to heal, when we choose to look at things that have been traumatic in our lives or things that are impacting us, uh, it's powerful, right? And so last week, we talked about non-negotiables and connection. Remember to self, God, and our place in space. Um, and a lot of the times when we're doing that, um, we often get stuck in the weeds a little bit, like with something that's happened in our life, someone, an event, the chronic stuff, and it's just sometimes hard to get past that. And then we're like, well, how do we get these non-negotiables, right? Um, kind of like last week when I talked about the sudden death of my brother being very sudden, very difficult, and it was very traumatic for me and the family and the extended family, as we can all imagine. Um, and it's had a ripple effect throughout the years that has really caused uh, me to look deeper at trauma and healing because of the way everyone responded to it. Um, the way some people dealt with it, some people we think didn't, you know, it's of course a matter of opinion. Um, but everyone defines healing and trauma differently and everyone deals with it differently and how and it, it affects us differently. And so I, I named the podcast Healing, but in order to make way for healing, we've got to talk a little bit about the word healing and then also the word trauma. So a lot of people say trauma and healing are becoming buzzwords or being overused, uh, whatnot. Here, that is not the case. It's just going to be part of our vocabulary to help explain some things, some experiences we've had and some choices we make as we navigate our life, right? And I don't think any human being is without trauma. And we've talked in the past about, you know, trauma with a capital T, trauma with a small t. But regardless of what happened to us, our mind or ego and then our body is trying to figure it out and assimilate it and that's when we that's when we notice like when we're in tolerations or you know non-negotiables that where we kind of have those snags those stuck points and some things of course as you know experiences are harder in a way to move on from others you know like if you know I have a friend whose husband you know yells at her or calls her a name like if he apologizes they talk it through. It's pretty easy to get over. But if it's something he does daily and it's verbal abuse, that's something that just keeps adding and compiling. So if that makes if that makes sense. Everyone has trauma. Everyone experiences it. The one thing I think that a lot of people do is they stuff it down and try to cope with it without acknowledging it. 
and then you know those events stay stuck and affect us so what's really first off it's kind of important is for you to define what trauma is to you what experiences you have had or how those impact you in a way that is you know causes you to feel a snag or to feel stuck or to feel like you have something that you can't get past, whatever that is. And then what does healing mean to you? Um, as you know, I love redefining uh, words for ourselves because I've had many different clients, of course, and a lot of the women define healing in a different way than I do, right? And what, however that looks to them is where we go, right? I mean, I usually ask in the beginning, like, hey, how would you know your life is where you want it to be. Like, let's say they want to heal past disordered eating. Like, how would you know, like if we're sitting down in the future, how would you know that you have been healed of this in the way that you want to be? We go to the imagining. And sometimes it's easy and sometimes it's hard, right? Especially when we're in survival mode. Uh, we're not going to talk about the fight, flight, or freeze responses that trauma brings in this episode, but if you've been around a while, you've heard it and you know it's part of it. So... Some events affect some people more than others. Um, we're all resilient, I believe. It's not about resilience. I think it's about awareness and the decision then to somehow heal that. And um, we all have access to that if we're listening to this podcast. I think there's a lot of people in the world who don't even get to have these conversations, right? And they're having a lot of chronic trauma. But here in this setting, we do. And so let's go for it. Let's use that um, blessing and gratitude that we can talk about this and really look at what's affecting us, right? Um, so basically, um, I believe most of our hangups come from experiences we've had, you know, most possibly in our past, right? Um, sometimes we focus too far on the future and it's traumatizing when we're stuck in the loop. Um, but healing to me is a process. So as you're you know, writing out what healing means to you, you know, um, write that out. Is it a journey? Is it a process? Is it hard? Is it easy? All those things. Um, but he, when, we're, when we're looking to like investing ourselves to heal and work through something or be ourselves through something, be unapologetic and authentic, you know, um, we're going to notice that, yeah, the wounding is inevitable, but healing is also inevitable. I think if you want to write a phrase down, you know, the human experience, in the human experience, wounding is inevitable and healing is also inevitable. Uh, healing is where we come to ourselves and we become ourselves more. It's what I like to say. It's like that soul level work or soul level um, acceptance of self and um, honoring self. Um, it's more about being than doing. So I get into that language a lot and you know that. I'm curious about what your language is because uh, healing is, right? It, it is something that we can participate in. And I don't think it has to be hard. It has to be like we're re-traumatized when we heal. Uh, that's one thing that I've really studied is how can I help women walk through these things without them having to, you know, re-experience it so many ways. And that's why, you know, you hear me talk about spiritual psychology and, you know, quantum healing and things like that, because we're not re-traumatizing the brain. We're healing, we're healing our, our bodies and our souls and then our minds also heal. So we're getting deep. I know I love to get deep, <laughs> but it's not intended to be hard is the point. And and it's something that most of us ignore until 
we have symptoms of something, right? And that's where the high functioning anxiety comes in, you know. And again, like most of us are very high functioning, over functioning, and we have a high tolerance, right, for go, go, go. And usually our body, it's usually our nervous system that's like, wait a minute. Um, but that chronic stress is trauma, right? So if you can't identify any trauma in your life, you know, while we're talking here, if you're experiencing the, that high function anxiety, you know, the inner critic, the people pleasing, the perfectionist, that those archetypes, <laughs> that's the, that's kind of chronic trauma, if you want to say it that way. Um, but yeah, we like to avoid, we like to numb all those things that we kind of talked about. So today I'm here kind of just to raise your awareness, like I love to do, <laughs> and give you some things to consider when it comes to your own personal healing journey. I think the goal of my podcast is to get you all thinking and to have you consider how how there's like other ways or other new beliefs that you can have about things. Um, because the beliefs about yourself and the world affect how you heal. Boom, right? Your belief system will affect how you heal. So first how you define it and then how you um, believe. And it's a huge topic. Um, so for today, I just want to look at it in three ways because, again, healing is basically what I feel like part of our soul's journey, you know, coming as a human and healing healing that piece of it. And to me, you know, the ultimate healing is, is heaven. But that's also another topic. So for today, before I get into the huge abyss of healing, uh, beautiful that as it is, I should say, you know, oasis of healing, not abyss, yikes. Um, let's start with looking at it from past, present, future, okay? Because I kind of like timelines. So when looking at our past and healing and trauma and all that, just we talk, we just talked about the inner critic a uh, bit ago in the group, so we know all about her. Um, wanting to know, do you believe in your inner child? Do you believe that she has some things that's happened to her that might have affected her, which is you, right? Um, past programming, conditioning, stories that are not ours, roles that we play in our family of origin, that might be a way to channel it in, basically what fuels the inner critic that we talked about. And I believe our inner critic is kind of like that our wounded child and our true inner child wants to be rescued, wants to heal, and wants to be brought to our heart space. And that's what I do with clients. We reconnect and then we're, we're a connected person, right? <laughs> so first off, when you're looking at your past, and you look at your healing and your trauma, like, do you believe that, you know, your child's there? Do you think it's kind of too woo? Um, just kind of gauging where you're at. Um, you know, there's other psychological, biological terms you can use if you want. But that's kind of where I go with myself and with my clients. Um, and I've noticed the difference in my life when I've reconnected myself. Like, major difference. Uh, very simple way to feel, to feel that relief. Um, and then... Um, also, too, uh, with past is, are there generational things that need healing? Things that are not yours that are holding you back. Again, like stories, trauma that you've heard about in a family, with, from a family member. Uh, you just have to look back. To, to I mean, every family has tr generational trauma. And I don't know, I'm not really great with the sciences, but if you think about it, the, you know, the body chemistry and the, the DNA is clearly passed down, I believe that our DNA has memory of trauma, right? And so, at least that's what I believe. If you do too, then then I love that. If not, well then, we all have our belief systems, right? So anyway, I just believe that, so of course, you know, when our mother is pregnant with us, you know, um, some things can happen. I, the wounding of, this is kind of a 
not a disclaimer thing, but this is the thing that I've been talking about in a group that I'm in where I've, where I've learned a new process, which is I call kind of spiritual EMDR for those of you who are familiar with EMDR. And we talk about the wounding is inevitable, right? Trauma is inevitable. So many parents nowadays are trying to make it so their children have no woundings and no trauma during childhood. They don't want to place any expectations or roles. Well, guess what? We're humans. Like it's going to happen. That's probably a whole nother podcast to ease your mind. It happens. We can we can totally, there's a difference between abuse and neglect and all those things and just being a human being, right? But um, that soul in your child is here to have their experience. So we're going to do our best, but ultimately they get to decide as they grow up how they live, right? So take that off the table, right? Like, so, but there are generational things that do need healing. Um, and if we're, my, if we're aware of that, it's easier for us to release some of that um, pressure on ourselves, and easier to heal because it's not ours. A lot of what we're carrying around is not ours. And really, um, we might think people have asked us to take it on, but I have like this whole thing that I do too with our best selves. The best selves of each person, the soul, would never ask of that. And so we're taking on something that really isn't intended for our best selves. So through the healing process, we can disregard that. So that's kind of like the past. And then in the present, you know, of healing, like presently now today, when we're sitting here talking, sharing coffee maybe, have you decided to show up even though you have healing to do? Like, have you decided to go out into the world? Like I said, I referred to Brene Brown in the arena. Um, are you out there doing your work, raising your kids, um, loving your husband, whatever roles you're in, um, are you showing up no matter, even though you've had trauma in your life and you're, you're a work in progress, right? Are you, what kind of roles do you take on? Are you a role model? Do you like to teach? Are you in the helping profession? Are you in the health profession? Um, are you guiding? Um, pretty much all of us are in roles of leadership, even though most of my ladies don't acknowledge that fully. One thing I love to do is help them acknowledge that. Um, what we're doing, right, in the world as women who are wanting the balance of work-life stuff, we are out there and we we decide if we show up or we don't. And then the second part of that question is, how present are you in your roles, in your places and spaces? Um, are you present or are you, th are you stuck in the past or are you letting those things from the past weigh you down? Or are you just looking at the future, like, how am I going to do this? What am I going to do next? And totally living in the future, right? So a lot of my ladies say, I want to be more present in my life. This is where healing happens. And it's true. It's the truth. So, And then let's look to the future. Are you able to see your future um, self? You're even more unapologetic, authentic, vibrant. You fill in the words self, right? What is she like? Can you envision her? Part of the process that I love, especially about, you know, this um, new modality I learned, it goes hand in hand with the vision boarding, the sand tray, all the things I've loved doing, is envisioning our future self and actually connecting with her, you know, so we can then live as if we already are her. It's powerful, super powerful, um, super powerful. So are the decisions you make today allowing you to move forward? That's kind of a basic question, um, present to future. And then... Does your future self look different as she's healing? Can you notice how she might look different if she let go of some of the baggage from the past? Like for me, I don't have to be the good girl anymore and the entertainer. And it, it, trust me, it's hard when setting boundaries to try to, you know, 
still be kind and, and empathetic because I am, I'm, but not to do it out of that role, not to do it out of obligation and duty, but to do it because my heart wants it. <laughs> this is definitely a lesson I'm learning now at a deeper, deeper level. Um, and I look different than I did and I can see my future self. Sometimes I catch glimpses of her because I, I want to see that her so I can, you know, keep moving forward. Um, yeah. So, um, basically, this is just a different way of looking at trauma and healing versus just only defining it, only talking about the modalities, the ways to do it, the hows. It's more like, are you in a place where you're ready to heal and let go of some of this stuff that's not yours, that's been traumatic, that's been difficult? Um, and a way of looking at that is kind of like the flow of the past, present, future. I hope that kind of ebb and flow was cool for you. It was for me as I wrote it out because it's like, yeah, you know, connecting with my inner child, healing some of those things, letting that stuff go, being present in my own body, being present here today with my family or right now the podcast, and then envisioning my future self and allowing myself to move in her direction because she's already there, right? Um, it's just a beautiful flow that makes sense. And actually, it calms the brain. It calms the body. It puts us just in a place where we don't have to strive to thrive. We don't have to push or overfunction, but we can still, this is a really great way to be productive. Another thing I've noticed with my clients lately is um, we love, all love being high functioning and productive. And when we think about, you know, dealing with some of the, the stressors that create these high function anxiety symptoms, um, which is another way to define trauma, and we want to heal or we want to grow or transform, whatever other word you want to put in, we think we have to just stop doing and we just have to only be and, you know, meditate for days. Well, newsflash, we get to be ourselves. We get to still be productive. I'm not always in that category, by the way. I, I'm i a chameleon. I was raised by two very, I call them now, persistent people. Um, love them dearly, but very, very persistent high-functioning, over-functioning people. And so um, with the high-functioning anxiety, I should say it that way, because um, we're all kind of high-functioning in our own way. Anyway, um, we can still be ourselves while we heal, by the way. So that's something that I've needed to hear, my clients have needed to hear lately. Maybe because it's summer, we you know kind of get a little crazy. So just be present today to ask yourself these questions about your past, about your present, and about your future, and see if... Um, you know, you're in a place where you're like, oh, yeah, this makes sense. And I do want to heal some of these things so I can live into my future self. And um, so I guess this is kind of, I didn't really plan this. It's not really scripted, but it's kind of an introduction to that new modality I went through last year. I've talked about it before. It's actually called Star Therapy, which I love because I kind of love that I was a therapist for 20 years and now I'm a coach. And I was like, yeah, I really don't do like therapy in a... Um, traditional setting or traditional way, but it's always a part of who I am. And then I go through this process that I call spiritual EMDR myself, but it is um, with a group of, of women and we went all went through it and kind of learned it. And now we are, you know, being certified to actually go through it with clients. And uh, it's just been really amazing. I can see the prog the progression um, in a way that other modalities that I've studied, uh, other things that I've done, of course, you get healing whenever you, whenever you say that you want it, right? Um, you, when you draw that line in the sand, you step over it and you go for it. But this, in particular, has been very powerful. I think it's because it connects you with your inner child. It helps you in your present day life to um, 
calm your butt down and then you can envision your future self. And I call it like a, it's kind of a guided visualization for those of us who need uh, the focus. It includes um, guided sessions and it can include hypnotherapy if if you're interested or curious about hypnosis, it's really cool. It, you know, if you've done EMDR or if you know about EMDR, it's a lot like it. You even get on a train, which in EMDR you do as well. But to me, it was just much more um, effortless, I guess. We didn't have to do body scans or anything like that a lot. We did get embodied. But the cool thing about it is you do it with a practitioner and then you also can process and integrate with a group. So my, I'm going to leave you with this. All of these things you're learning about trauma and healing, if if there's awareness and then even if there's some action, like you, you know, you go to therapy or you go to EMDR or you, or hey, you know, as I start to offer this, this modality within my programs, um, you will have healing and you will experience amazing changes. The piece that I want to really emphasize to, to end this today is implementation, giving yourself time to allow it to sink in. And I touched base on it um, on the last podcast last month about self-care. Like we just, you know, we get bright, shiny object things. We, we learn, like we're learning about healing and trauma, but then what are we going to take with us on our journey? And it's usually the implementation piece. So that was a bonus, that little last part. If this intrigues you, you know, I have a lot of therapists listening, a lot of service providers. Um, this is a really cool way to um, work through your own stuff as you help other people work through theirs. We cannot take people where we are not willing to go. And I will say this last year, um, you know, really is a place where I have gone places I thought I had healed, to be honest with you. Uh, that's another podcast, but there's a, there's a few things that I was just like, wow, since that happened, like I said, that really equipped me for the challenges I've had in 2021. So I'm going to close. We're over time. I just love talking about this, but Look, be on the lookout for that being part of my new um, program announcement, things I offer. Remember, you can work at, with me at different levels, right? You can be free here, you can be free in the group, or you can look me up and actually you know, hire me as your um, as your coach, as your guide. So there, I ha there you have it. I really hope you enjoy your day. I'm gonna go finish my coffee and uh, rest my voice a little, but I hope you're having a beautiful day. Hey there, thanks for listening, my friend. If you like the podcast today, please stop by and leave me a review. I am new to the podcast world and would so appreciate it. If any of your friends, ladies who support you, or your team would like to hear this, please send them my way, will you? It truly takes the village, and I need help getting the message out that we can be that girl, that girl who lives her unapologetic life. Would you join me in the ripple effect? Look for other places to hang out with me and my tribe in the show notes. Until next time.